Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm Cameron Ellen Jarrell, also known as Tranos. Say my name correctly or I'll stomp you in the nuts and slap you in your face and charge you for it. Um, today I got a new guest, someone um, who's been in the shadows doing a lot of work on this project, making everything clean, making me sound good, look good. Introduce yourself. Hey, this is B. Jordan, the half-orc pod mother. AKA the tender villain, AKA black and trans fantasy. Yeah, I like that shit. <laughs> I like that shit. Um, well, welcome and, and thanks. Like uh, a lot of people don't really know about how podcasting works when they just jump into it. I being one of those people, I'm people. <laughs> and um, you've been a, a, a huge help, uh, a, a mentor. It's like I get to bounce ideas off of you and stuff like that. So it's just great to have you on today. Love to be on. It's a really great show to make. So I wanted to pick a very, very, very special topic for us today. And the topic of today's conversation is problematic apologies. What do you think about that? What what comes to your mind when I say problematic apologies? Man. Instantly. I'm, I'm, I think of all the men, especially powerful men, who, yeah. I'm sorry if you felt that way, it was like the first... I'm sorry that hurt your feelings. I didn't yeah, mean to that, hurt your feelings, so that's Yeah, it. exactly that kind of shit. Um, and examples uh, over the past week, uh, uh, current events. Um, I am uh, currently an old person on the TikTok, mm-hmm. and I came across this situation with a creator named Only Jayus. Uh, so a few weeks back, I want to say eight, at least eight weeks, so two months back, um, they, um, they are um, mm-hmm. non-binary, they... Um, were kind of canceled for getting caught emailing derogatory statements, uh, uh, racial slurs, uh, homophobic epithets, and they did the whole, like, apology machine, publicist machine thing, Mm -hmm. and they uh, put out this two-part apology where they promised that they they were a different person and that these emails were from a long time ago and that they're learning and they're trying to do better and that they were going to position themselves to be more accountable. They also stated that they were going to um, uplift black and um, queer voices. And here we are eight weeks later and they fucking lied. I think they're, didn't they take their shit down even? They're gone now? Yeah, they they, they took the problematic uh, they took the problematic post down. They also removed uh, their uh, support for BLM from their, their body. Yeah, that happened first. I said, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, niggas, yeah. here's what it is. Right, right. Coons. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm still getting your money, bitches. So they were canceled uh, for all, all of a week with the crying and the tears. And um, this is a thing um, that white people, including white, expansive, and trans people do mm-hmm when they're caught out there doing some fuck shit and I'm just kind of like 
where like oh, is there a playbook is there a publicist playbook like is there any actual like accountability because now their message overall after once again in the last week i'm having a problem with another tiktoker who reached out to give them the opportunity to actually fulfill um their promise um her name is aunt karen uh, i think it's aunt karen 2-0 um really um educational and um vengeful to be totally honest i love her energy what um aunt karen does on tiktok is she seeks out racists and then she makes them pay for their racism that's to simplify it <laughs> she she finds she finds racist um content she finds the their uh, employers jobs community outreaches she lets all of them know and she has a um plethora of victories under um her belt she is out here giving racist people l's mm -hmm. and her reaching out to only js was a big deal in my mind like she's reaching out to give them um uh, a chance to atone and redeem themselves based upon the apology that they put into the ether only to be ghosted by OnlyJS, and then OnlyJS created a secondary account so that they could uh, vent um, how problematic uh, black people seeking accountability is and how it makes them feel. And my thing I'm falling back on is just, I'm really just, uh, as a black trans woman who has lived for decades, I'm just kind of tired of white people doing fuck shit and then being like, I'm sorry, I'll be better. And us just, resting and waiting for them to be better and then they they just kind of forget about it their sponsorship never really stops their flow of money is interrupted for a couple of seconds and then they're back on their bullshit um what, what are you feeling now have you been following the situation vaguely i i curate my shit very specifically so i never really got only js on my for you page but i'm aware because i follow better uh psychological psychology tiktok yeah yeah because, you know, I am fucked up also. But this feels exactly like it's an extension of the white tears thing. When oh. it's like intercommunal stuff. You know, this is a white trans person who did some racist shit. Uh, and then tried got, got called out for it, failed to apologize. And then it's our fault that their apology was bad. Right, because right, right. The and same thing. It wasn't received the way it was intended, in the same way that like they didn't intend for anybody to know about their private slur usage. Right, about them being like low key Nazis, <laughs> like, uh, like for for lack of a better word, like I'm just kind of sick of us holding these people's hands through accountability, and 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 we're the ones being harmed. Like the the entitlement to believe that they want they wanted this new education and they that they wanted to uplift voices. What what that really meant to me was I want to appease the masses momentarily so that we can all forget mm. about this little hiccup in my career and we can get back to me being a problematic white creator as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I read all of this as. And it's not just um, a TikTok problem. This is a <laughs> centuries old white people problem. Like what happens is they uh, curse out someone. They uh, short someone on the tip. They use a slur. They're caught doing violence. They're caught doing domestic abuse. They're um, caught attacking and assaulting people. They're caught being problematic sexually. They're caught being like, uh, Oh, let's let's talk about it. um what's his name um see I smoke too much weed <laughs> I smoke too much weed but and there's like, too many 
in the yeah, first place. Fill in white person's voice. I mean, voice and name here. Uh, Charles. What's his name? The uh, makeup James Charles. guru. So James Charles has been caught talking to like minors. How many times now? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I remember. That's the thing too. Is he, I remember when he was fake canceled for not fucking with his homegirl's makeup brand enough. Right. But then actual right. stuff followed around that. Right. So he's been canceled four times. <laughs> four times. Once for like not holding up someone else's brand, which is just white internet drama, like a bunch of white millionaires arguing over support. And uh, then three times for being caught speaking to fucking minors on the low and trying to date minors across state lines. And we're just cool with it. They apologize and we're like, all right, their, their makeup's cool. Their videos are all right. The aesthetic's nice. Let's just forget about the minute pedophilia. I'm just going just gonna to branch over that. Jeffree Star. How many times Classic. has Jeffree Star been fucking canceled for the same thing? For just being racist. How many times can we cancel Jeffree Star for being racist? I'm not even old. I'm only 26. But I remember he was getting canceled in like the MySpace days. Right. For his like Nazi right. uniform shit. Nazi uniforms, uh, him threatening violence on black women, him screaming racial slurs in, in, uh, in Hollywood, um, him bullying black creators, him bullying other black makeup artists. He's He's been canceled several times, but we still allow this person to make money. This person is still a millionaire. They are still flaunting that like lifestyle porn that they call content, because that's what it really is in the, in the end of, at the end of the day. It's lifestyle porn. Like, Someone is aspiring to be Jeffree Star. So they'll mm. allow Jeffree Star a bunch of bullshit, a lot of do-overs, because they're like, well, if 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 I don't have my content to watch, then I can't feel like Jeffree Star. Fuck Jeffree Star. I need, this to, racist feel, shit. I need to reinforce my identity through my consumption. Right. Through my reckless consumption at that. Um, what other? Like uh, Shane Dawson. Classic Shane Dawson. <laughs> oh my God! Come on, like in the early days of YouTube when Shane Dawson popped up, I was literally like, "What the fuck are these kids watching? Why is this okay?" Rampant blackface, um, pantomiming, literal YouTube minstrel shows. Uh, this person said that they had sex with their cat. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is this person just now being canceled? Why, why, why are they just being canceled now? You know why Shane Dawson got canceled now and it's kind of sticking? It's because the white woman complained about it. He's, he, 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 was, he became less profitable than he's ever been and there's white women complaining. Oh, a white woman complained about his antics and complained about um, how he was harmful. And this is only after this white woman did business with him for years. I'm not going to say her name because fuck her and fuck rich white people eat the rich with barbecue sauce. <laughs> like, but like the, the, these problematic apologies if you want to learn how to uh, dance your way through uh, canceling just be a white person turn YouTube on and click on white person apologizes dot 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 and watch what happens you're going to hear three four hours of the same apology and you can go check on those people who made these apologies and see that they back on a bullshit 2021 i'm back out here being a fucking racist i'm being a ableist um mm. some of them are being fucking like nazi apologists trump apologists trumpsters uh, like it's just so weird that we keep allowing these bullshit apologies so i've made it um 
I've made it a, an actual goal for myself to be aware of when I am being too sympathetic to someone mm-hmm. uh, when they're uh, when they're throwing out these fucking fake non-apologies. I'm holding people accountable. And if that makes me look aggressive, if that lands tropes in my laps, I don't give a fuck. I'm tired of accepting the apologies of people who really aren't sorry. And subscribing to the tropes is like the problem in the first place. You know, right. it's like so hierarchical. Who can get away with what stuff and for how long? Right, White men right. can get away with all sorts of shit for like an incredibly long time until like the Me Too move. Like there has to be a movement right. to cancel people like Matt Lauer. Who they let or, him put a, a, a trap door button in his office that locked the door like from his desk. And holy everybody shit, thought that I was know okay. about that. Yeah, he, he, had a, he had a secret button under his desk that w- closed and locked the door from the desk. And everyone thought that was great until Me Too. That's creepy as fuck. That's there were like work some... orders and shit. NBC paid for it. Wow, that's like some like, <laughs> that's like some fucking comic book villain shit. Next, you're going to tell me there were sharks under the floor. <laughs> what I, the I'm fuck? I'm sure he, his, his office was too high for the sharks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, that that's fucking... I, I had no idea. I knew Matt Lauer was a piece of shit, but I didn't know he was, like, having Batman-esque, like, Batcave, like, entrance locks and stuff installed in his... And, and you said that they allowed it? They paid for it? It was part of his office. It was built into his office. There was like there was wiring that someone had to do in I don't know what building they, they did that they do Good Morning America out of or whatever. Wow, <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. Like I, that's my first time hearing that. Thank you for that information. <laughs> like who who else we got that? Who else we got? Like um, so when we like you were saying about the movements. So we like, we generally aren't heard until movements happen. Mm-hmm. But what happens during these movements? is that the movement is uh, usurped 90% of the time. And in this usurping, we're told things like, we should learn to forgive, and we're not going to be able to progress until we like mm. understand, and they already apologized, which brings me around to our topic and why we're talking about this stuff. is It's like it's almost forced on us to forgive these people. And I'm, I want to say this out into the airwaves. I will not hold anything against a person who does not accept an apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies are optional. Acceptance of an apology is optional. Even if it's a real, actual, good one. If someone it's still fucked, optional. If someone fucked with you, you don't have to take it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like you and me talked offline about a friend that I had. Um, this a woman um, went on a fucking racist, transphobic tirade after 20 years of friendship. She called the cops on me. Um, she tried to have me arrested. Um, she said horrible things about, like, my dead parent. And um, she, it, it was it was terrible experience for me. Now her whole life is falling apart around her because of it. I have nothing to do with that, or maybe I do. Voodoo, running from my magic, but <laughs> um, I have nothing to do with that. But now after she's downtrodden and people are starting to pass away from her because she's being socially canceled mm-hmm. by her group, her social group, her small circle of friends has decided that, oh, we've had enough of you doing this kind of shit. You've technically done it to all of us, but this is the worst instance of you doing it because me and her were so close. Mm-hmm. So she gave me an apology. And here is my response. I don't trust you. I don't hear that you're going to actually do anything to change this 
I don't hear actual accountability in your apology. I hear lots of uh, blaming other people and blaming thought patterns of the people that you hang with. And uh, for that reason, I do not accept your apology. Now, there's two ways that that could have went. The way that it generally goes when you don't accept an apology as a black person is that you're seen as an aggressive person who's just trying to keep up the drama, as they put it. Um, Or that person can sit in that, realize that they did something wrong, do some self-reflection, and come back once they've done the work. But at this period of time in my life, I do not accept your apology. I Mm -hmm. do not want to be your friend anymore. Let's sever ties is how I responded. That's about the work, yeah. Yeah, they had to, they had to deal with that. They the 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 work that they have to do might change my mind in the future, but they still need to do the work. I'm not giving out acceptance or um of an apology if the work hasn't been done. So if you get on the camera and you get caught saying nigga in 2021 and somebody brings it up in 2045 and your thing is, "Oh, I was so young and naive when that happened." Like I look, I don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that shit at all. We grew up in a society now in the last 40 years where we know there are certain words that we shouldn't be saying about people. We know that slurs cause um, uh, mental damage. We know that it, it, it causes a lowering of the self-esteem. In some instances, it causes death. So I don't give a shit that it happened in 2018. I don't give a shit that it happened in 2021. I give a shit that it happened. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to give me this, oh, I'm going to do better and I'm going to go get myself some education and training. You should have been doing that the whole time. As a decent person in the modern world, we should be aware of um, our impact on other people. And uh, the biggest impact we can have on, on someone else always comes from the way we communicate. Yeah. So if you come to me with that, um, I swear I'll be better. and I, I really want to apologize to the black community. I say, suck my dick. Show us the receipts of the education that got you to this apology. Yeah. I say, suck my, yeah, I say suck my whole dick <laughs> from the back. <laughs> the toxicity was available to you in the first place. There's, that, there's a bunch of shit that you should have been doing. Right. And now we know you have to catch up. Right, there's things in your past, there's people in your circle that you need to check, stop being around, co-educate with, do something before you just you go to the like, all right, the publicist said that I need to apologize and I need to do it in a timely manner. So I'm just going to follow the script that everyone else uses and then we're going to abandon it immediately because that's the fucking recipe. That's what's yeah. been happening when white people apologize about their problematic politics, problematic comments, uh, communications, when, and it trickles down. It goes from the fucking top of our government into like our mm-hmm. everyday lives where like white people do something fucked up. I can't wait to hear the Matt Gates apology. I can't wait. Like, cause he's under investigation for doing weird shit for trafficking ladies over the lines. Like, yep. and he's been like artfully denying it, even though there's a, a sick paper trail. So I can't wait until it, like he finally breaks down. I was like, I need to apologize for this. How it's going to sound. Cause he already like pulled Tucker Carlson, my mortal enemy <laughs> into the whole conversation. <laughs> like, you know what it's like, you yeah, know what it's you like to be too. Yeah, you got canceled for this stuff too, and like, and Tucker Carlson being like the fucking smart asshole that he was, was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But like, we remember Petrotron remembers. Like, you're both fucking slick, wheeling, dealing, fucking Ric Flair wannabe racist. It's fucking shitty. And um, when the hammer comes down, we're gonna get one of those somber lighting, um, uh, minuscule, uh, uh, glistening skin, tears, quaffed hair, and. Uh, 
whole I need to do better and I've done terrible things in my life. And then he's going to go right back to the sliding 17-year-old bitches across state lines to go to fucking cheap hotels. And not for nothing, I need a, a full explanation about his adult Cuban adopted son. Oh shit! Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that did. See, I wasn't gonna bring it up. Thank you, thank like you once we, again. If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk about Matt Gates explaining his whole deal, I need to hear the whole deal. Yeah. What's up with your What's up with your fucking grown up son? Like, did, did you pull a Schwarzenegger on this motherfucker? Like, at least Schwarzenegger was like, I got caught. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I got caught. This is my son. I can't deny him. He looks like me. He's fucking huge. So I wonder what Matt Gates is gonna do about his his um. A adult illegitimate child yeah but like but i see I, i'm just i'm on the level of like is it a like is it just a whole bastard or did you just like collect a cuban teenager oh shit <laughs> <laughs> i love uh i love that a whole bastard is it a whole bastard <laughs> is it a whole bastard There's or did levels. you just like and did I you just like like hey <laughs> Disen disenfranchised Cuban youth, would you like to live with us? You know, like different stroke style. Would you just like to be in our house? I'm now the new white 2021 Mr. Drummond, and I don't know if you're old enough to know what the fuck I'm talking about. He's but both, you, the, but he's both the Mr. Drummond and the bicycle man. <laughs> uh, why can't he be more like Mr. Belvedere? Servile to the people yeah, of Florida. So, yeah, like why can't he do that? Why can't he just do his fucking job? Well, he got all these extra scandals, and let's be let's be real. Like everybody talks about Matt Gates, like he's this like big time like like po politician. He's a junior fucking senator, right? Yeah, he's a he's not been like he's 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 like one of the alt right adjacent younger Republicans come in, who's coming in now, which is why he's so glib about everything until he's like in trouble. And you know he's working on an apology because he tried to like get a meeting at Mar a Lago with um Trumpito, Orange Trumpito. Um, not to be confused with Tampico, um, <laughs> <laughs> and the the Trump like the Trump administration was like, "Nah, we cool, we good." So that apology coming down the pipe, and I'm prepared to say, "Hell no, nah, I'm not accepting that shit." <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like you got a whole a whole bastard. <laughs> like you got a whole bastard child that we, there's no explanation for. Um, you got a paper trail. You got receipts and ATM slips from fucking hotel rooms and and text messages back and forth. And you provided these kids with drugs. And then you stand up and talk about family values. Like, look, I'm not accepting that apology. Uh, let, let it be known. In 2021, I am accepting no apologies from white people. The yeah, I said it. It sounds sound problematic, don't it? It sounds true. It's and, like, fact, why should I'm, we? But I'm, the thing is, like, at scale, right, is they will... Ex there's people out there who will accept apologies on our behalf. And that is enough for things to continue. Oh, Unless, yeah. Well, like, we, we see it all the time with Republican politicians, especially. But, like, just famous white men in general. And I'm, 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 I'm going to send a warning out to uh, my, the black delegation. Um, don't be forcing me to accept no apology from nobody. And don't talk about Christ's forgiveness to me about nobody this year. Because that happened with Bolsonaro John, and I'm not dealing with that shit. We all embracing this woman who... Uh, forgot which apartment she was in thought she was in her apartment and killed the black man in his apartment eating ice cream and we all crying for her when she should be in fucking prison and we're told we should forgive we uh, as a delegation um who has been on this soil 
for 250 plus years. We ran out of cheeks, baby. We ain't got no cheeks to turn. So um, let's talk about um, the more apologies coming down the pipe. What's the name of that sergeant? Um, sergeant Pendleton, who uh, decided uh, 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 from South Carolina, who decided he was going to uh, check a black person um, in his mm. neighborhood for walking while black. I bet you he real fucking sorry now. Now that it's a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of niggas on the porch, I bet you he real sorry. He in jail and all of that. <coughs> I'm high. So, Jonathan Pamplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that goofball and his fucking problematic uh, wife who literally tried to, like, Emmett Till this young man. She, she, she accused him of pulling her shirt. For what reason, we don't know. And um, I looked over a map of the area where they were. And supposedly, she ran four houses down because her husband was talking to someone else. She ran four houses down screaming that she was assaulted and nobody heard it except for her husband. So he comes outside and he immediately starts telling boys where they belong. Mm. I'm gonna tell y'all something. America, let me say something. I'm gonna say this clear as fucking possible. It ain't a crevice corner on this planet besides Antarctica, because niggas don't fuck with cold, <laughs> where you won't find a black person. So I don't know why there's still this in, this instinctual feeling with problematic racist white people to police where we are. Nigga, we everywhere. Get used to it. We starting to get into y'all tax bracket. We starting to we starting to uh, start uh, figure out our our financial situations and, and moving towards like being um building cultural wealth as a culture and that's a problem for y'all so when you see us walking in places like lord and taylor or you see us at a bmw dealership uh all of a sudden you feel this like need to ask us why we're there so do a little self-investigation white people and ask yourself in that moment am i being racist 99.999 percent of the time the answer is yes um let's throw an example out there so i um before coming out as trans, I had money. I was in money. I had the monies. So I went to go buy a Camaro. I didn't end up buying the Camaro. And here's why I didn't end up buying the Camaro. I walked onto the lot and I was looking at cars with my foster brother and my twin brother. Mm-hmm. And it's we looked like an Oreo cookie. Two <laughs> black twins and a white boy. So we're all kind of looking at cars and we're checking them out. We're looking at the wheels and we're trying to look through the windows to see speedometers. And we're like, we're just checking cars out. Mm -hmm. And immediately the white guy dealer walks up to my foster brother and asks him, how can he help him? My foster brother then says, no, we're here for my family. At the time I identified as male. So we're here for him. And this person immediately said, so what brings you here? What brings people to a car dealership, sir? And then he said, well, I, like, I don't really have anything with like a, with killer systems in it or anything like that. Like, uh, it's just everything here. just kind of got a factory system. I was like, oh, so I came out here to a, a dealership to look at like a, what you would call a, a luxury sports car, but mainly just for the stereo. So we went to four car dealerships that day. Um, uh, a little bit further in the future. I was a professional wrestler, so I've mm. kind of traveled the world. Um, I went to Texas to wrestle, and I think I was in a affluent area of Austin. 
I was walking with a friend and uh, a guy walks past us and out loud asked my friend who was a female if she was okay and she was wanting and they were wondering who I knew in the neighborhood and why I was there I was then immediately asked what I was doing there who I knew and where I was staying like look white people mind your fucking business mind your business um, because then you don't get these situations where you got a bunch of black people standing on your front lawn demanding that you come outside to chat because we just want to talk now mm-hmm. uh, eventually like I said we ran out of cheeks we've run out of cheeks so in these situations where white people are policing where we belong like stop that shit it, that shit is so 1960s you are bringing a 1960s mindset to a 2021 response the response now and i know there's a lot of times where people say like we are not our ancestors don't downplay our ancestors like that our ancestors put up with a lot of shit and fought back the ways that they could without dying back then mm. they they allowed us to have the spark that we have now so i'm never going to say i'm not my ancestor i'm going to say i picked up they passed the torch to us and now we are doing things with their with their um sentiment but with our flair nowadays. And we not having none of this bullshit. We will show up. I saw um, a TikTok yesterday where a girl said, oh, now we pull up. That is the culture's brand now. Mm -hmm. Chill the fuck out with this bullshit because we pull up and that also includes your bullshit apologies. We pulling up on those two. Um, I can't wait because the dude got arrested yesterday, like after um, it was reported to the police officers that this man had assaulted a young, the young black man, knocked his phone out of his hand. You can see the video. He was being very aggressive, closing oh, yeah. the distance on him. He actually at one point said, I need you to get out of my face and then close the distance on him. He was telling him which way he had to leave the cul-de-sac. He told him, like, you don't belong here. You're making people here uncomfortable. Like, all of this shit was said for a, a, a young man. I don't want to call him a child, but a young man walking around his, his neighborhood. Now... All of a sudden, there's these weird reports that oh, there's been calls on him before. Of course, there have been calls on him before. He's black living in that neighborhood, and that generally seems to be the response that he gets when he goes outside. So, yeah, there's been reports on him before, and all this. Um, what did he do? Those kind of questions. What did he mm-hmm. do to? What did he do to deserve this? Like, what did he do to, to to bring this on? He didn't do anything. He was just simply existing. Now, um. Another thing I kind of want to talk about, we're going to slide a little bit away from um, problematic apologies. Another thing I want to talk about is uh, the doubt. The doubt that goes into this kind of shit. So as we're talking about, we're talking about the incident in South Carolina. I get on Facebook, um, which is just traumatic to me nowadays. It's just Mm -hmm. trauma. It's just a visiting of trauma every day. So I get on there and I'm looking at the video about the arrest and a white boy yeah I call him a white boy states yeah nobody should be touching anybody but we should really like investigate what he was doing before this because I really don't see any any person just treating a person this way and I asked this person in the, the calmest way possible where the fuck have you been where the fuck have you been for at least the, let's just go back 10 years where have you been for 10 years where you haven't seen this kind of action happening to brown people, uh, people of color, um, um, LGBTQ people, trans people. Where have you been where you haven't seen specifically white males act this way? Where have you been? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing where it's the, the impulse that makes you as like a random person approach a stranger 
and like ask them what they're doing here, where they've been, where they're going, is the same impulse that's like, well, they must have done something wrong. It's the same like cop impulse. Right, right. Um, we've noticed now over the last, like, especially the last at least four years that specifically white women will involve themselves in the lives of brown, gay, um, <laughs> POC, indigenous, any kind of person that's not white. They will involve themselves in their lives for the sake of the, the minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're barbecuing. I'm fucking with them. Oh, they parked in a space that I wanted, even though they got there three four cars before i did i'm fucking with them mm. white men um uh, uh, ahmaud arbery got shot for jogging what did he do what did he do before what did he do uh to them to 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 spurn on that conflict Those nothing men went way out of their way yeah they saw a black man running and they were like oh there's been break-ins in the neighborhood he's black he's in this neighborhood i've never seen him before which is i believe is bullshit and so we're going to go and we're going to posse up and militia him. This is like that Emmett Till bullshit Tulsa like mentality. Uh, historically, white people, uh, black people don't have to do anything to white people for violence to erupt. Period. They'll even make it up sometimes. Blackness is the whole transgression by itself. Uh, blackness. Um, uh, and I'm not just centering around just being black, but I'm just saying POC existence, period. Asians. Uh, indigenous people, Latin people, like it's it, if you don't belong in what they believe is their their society or or their um their social civilized mm-hmm. society, all of a sudden you become the problem and violence is almost imminent most of the time. Let's talk about uh, uh, the Tulsa riots. The Tulsa riots were started because some white woman lied about being touched in the elevator. So they hunted down one black man. And that wasn't enough, so they killed a bunch of people, and they burnt down an entire town. They destroyed a whole neighborhood where all the black people lived. Rosewood. A white woman was cheating on her husband. Instead of telling the truth that she was cheating, she lied that she was raped by a black person. Talk about shitty apologies. Yep, Rosewood was destroyed. (laughs) Rosewood was destroyed. Um... Emmett Till, that lady admitted that she lied about Emmett Till whistling at her. Yeah. And that's what he was killed at. That's what he was killed for, whistling, which he didn't even do. Um, he was killed for whistling. Um, she admitted that she lied. She admitted that, like, he's dead because of her, mm. and she's still alive, and the bitch ain't in jail. She gave a, a bullshit apology that doesn't wipe away the fact that Emmett Till's mother had to bury her child. Nothing happened to her. Nothing happened to those men. Nope. She got to apologize, and she got to live a whole fucking life. And Emmett Till would be here, too. Uh, probably not, because racism and white violence and shitty apologies. Um, in the in the case of Tulsa, they didn't... like. Normally, when things like that happen, people get reparations. The people who got reparations for the fires of Tulsa were the white people who lived on the outskirts of the town that they destroyed. There was no apology issued. They struck most of the stuff that happened off the, the off of the um, history books. We don't we don't talk about how that place was firebombed. We don't talk about how they mm-hmm. stole airplanes to burn the place to the ground. We don't talk about any of that shit. But here we are, years later, and some um, descendants in them would probably provide us some like, oh, I'm sorry. We we're sorry. 
hopefully we can move on amicably knowing that my my ancestors killed a bunch of your ancestors and that I'm benefiting from it to this day but hopefully we'll be able to just move on from this yeah because that's what the apology is for again like people accepting apologies on behalf of other people even their own apologies just to move on and like move away from uncomfortable stuff yeah like be uncomfortable be uncomfortable. My, I, I heard a chant, and it is my life's work is to make racist people uncomfortable. That's my fucking mantra. I'm sick of white comfortability because if a white man has a bad day, black people get shot. Mm-hmm. If a white man has a bad, a bad day, Asian people are, are hunted. If a white man has a bad day, you can get pulled over on a, a traffic stop and end up dead. I'm tired of uh, of them having bad days and apologizing for them. And then there's no repercussions afterwards. There's no repercussions on any level. Not in the social media realm. Not in uh, um, in the criminal justice realm. Not in, in life. In, in everyday life in America. Um, here's the, the weird shit about this whole week. That's kind of um, been spawned on by this kind of stuff. I had a dream the other day. That I woke up in another country and just lived just lived my life and I couldn't remember the name of the country that would accept a trans black person because none of those places exist how fucked up is that <laughs> like how fucked up is that kind of shit like one day like somebody asked me like what would accountability look like in real time for all the stuff that's happened to black people and I don't want to sound like one of those separatists but just like a, a, a village that we inhabit that they can't a village yeah, that all POCs could go to that they just can't it's insane now because you know like you said like and we talk about this a lot both of us um, yeah. like historically there's no there's like some there's no there's no reason that it would be like this because there's so much precedent in communities of all different cultures, colors, all over the world uh, with all sorts of different genders. But it's like an entirely colonial thing. It's like an entirely European colonial thing that not only can you not be whatever race you are, but you have a very, you're, prescri- you're prescribed a gender. Yep. And then you're fucked up and sick if you don't hold on to that gender that your mommy gave you. So much stuff is policed um, by them, and so much stuff has been perpetrated on like everyone else. That now that they're being held accountable for it, they've named it cancel culture. No, it's accountability. It's real time accountability, and real time accountability requires an a genuine apology, and the fact that. Every time a white creator or a, a, a police officer or a politician or um, an entertainer has wronged a group of, of a demographic of people, they get to get on TV, grandstand, and then we're we're patting them on the back for trying. Fuck that. I don't accept mm-hmm. your apology. Um, you're just adding more strife to a life that is already full of strife. Um, you've learned these things from somewhere and unless your apology includes how you're going to help dismantle this shit fuck you fuck you it's actually insane because this morning that we're recording this uh 
Derek Chauvin just like pled the fifth at his trial. And it's crazy wow. that it's even got that far. Like it's been such a long process. He has not been like on straight up vacation the whole time. Like we've come to expect from cops who kill people in the street. Right. Not to mention this new Potter chick. Like they, I, they made an example of I think they're going to try to make an example of her, but it's only because she's a white woman. Yeah, she's a woman. She got fired already. She was already the. I think she all, resigned. I think she was asked to resign. Asked to resign, yeah. Yeah, she was still going to get her pension and all that other shit until somebody was like, look, we are tired of watching y'all murder people on camera and get slapped on the wrist. The, the, Chauvin, the, the Chauvin trial shouldn't be happening. And, and, and if, it, I mean, if it is happening, it shouldn't have taken this long. It shouldn't be taking this long. We watched him kill a person. All of us. On video. We saw it. The whole situation. And like, my mind keeps bringing up like just a, a small piece of that video. I, as a professional wrestling, know what this thing is called. It's called a pocket. A pocket is created by professional wrestlers to ensure that crushing a person doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I've jumped off of things from 15 to 20 feet high and have managed to create this pocket that protects the person underneath me. And the way that that happens is that all four points in my body need to be touching the ground. That's how you stop yourself from crushing someone. That's how you stop yourself uh, from um, harming a person. If you and look that's at also, the, is that also why um, people taking like big slams like that, like big frog splashes, they put their they like squeeze their pecs together. Yeah, it's a, it's called a, it's called a, it's called a, like a bow and arrow. So you kind of mm-hmm. bow, kind of bow and arrow your body a little bit. So there's a space in between us where we're not touching. So mm-hmm. when the illusion happens, the only person who's actually being hurt by the frog splash is me. Like and it's and I'm used to it. But watching the video of David Chauvin and looking at like the process and how long it took in that eight minutes. For the entirety of that eight minutes, both his knees were on this person's back and both his feet were off the ground. Hmm. He was not bracing himself on a car. He wasn't holding on to the vehicle while he was doing this. He was making sure that he was holding one arm, one knee was in the, the mid back and the other knee was on the neck and both feet were off the ground. More than an inch. That's intentional. And we're sitting here watching a court case about some shit we all watch happen. They're painting people as drug dealers, uh, drug dealers, drug users, thieves, and all these other crimes are people running. And I'm gonna say this for white people once. I'm gonna say it one mm-hmm. time. The way that white people set up justice is that everyone gets their day in court, no matter what. But that is not the truth if you are a minority. And I mean a mm-hmm. minority of any kind. If you are a visible minority, then you don't get that right. And what I'm saying to white people is stop searching for these bullshit excuses to undermine laws you created. We all have to live by these laws. You created them. You get to bend them when you break them. That's the point, right? Is that because the structure was created in like especially wealthy white people's image, agents of the state like Derek Chauvin uh, get every benefit of the doubt possible, victims of people like Derek Chauvin, uh, everything has to be stacked against them. I, was, I just heard like the most, it was like in a very innocent context the other day I saw someone 
say that someone was no angel, and it was like, you know, they were like joking about something that was harmless. But I remember uh, that New York Times about Mike Brown. Yep. How they posted pictures, like, and they already did that um, for Dante. Uh, um, what they did was they posted pictures of him holding his gun. Mm-hmm. So what? And the bootlickers who are mad about it are the most gun-totingest NRA motherfuckers. Right, but if, but if a black person has a gun, it's different. If an indigenous person has a gun, a Latin person has a gun, it's different. Because we are seen as threats immediately, even though the biggest threat mm-hmm. in America is white people. I said it. If you feel like unsubscribing to my shit because of it, I mean, that that's your prerogative. But it's the fucking truth. Argue with me if you want to. If, also, if you would like to debate me, check out my social media, you piece of shit. I'm ready <laughs> for you. Um, but again, if you're mad about it, learn to read, learn to count. Right. Like, just the, the it's not, it's, I keep saying, I've been saying it since 2016 hit. They're not even working as hard as they used to five years ago to hide this shit. They can't because what backfired on them is technology. This is not a new mm-hmm. spike in the violence that happens to uh, minorities. This is not in America. It's just not. It's not a new spike. This stuff has been happening since America started. This has been happening since America um, won its freedom from England. It, it, it's literally been happening this whole time. The only difference now in the year twenty twenty one is that we are all walking around with Universal Studios in our pocket. We're all walking around with Def Jams in our pocket. We're all walking around with like a crime lab evidence like reporting mm-hmm. system in our pockets. So when you see this shit happening and then you watch it and you watch it and you watch it and not in David Sh- Chauvin's case because he's not going to apologize because he pleads the fifth even though like we don't give a shit about you pleading the fifth. You don't have to say shit about that day. There's enough recording yeah, of how you treated it. Right. Where there's enough recordings about how you felt about that situation. There's enough recordings of 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 what how you treated and handled um, of George Floyd that day. There's enough of that shit. Save save your apology, Mr. Mr. Showman. Save that shit. But for the rest of the world, when you see we see this shit and we show it to the world, then everybody wants to apologize. In that moment where you're walking around calling people niggas in a bagel shop or spitting at people for not speaking English and all that other shit, you feel so emboldened until you realize, oh shit, they had a phone in their hand. Oh shit, I'm surrounded in a, a deli that has 20 people in it by a guaranteed 20 cell phones. And the archetypal apology, I'm sorry you feel that way, only comes out because I'm sorry that I feel like this way. Please take this away from me. Right. I never thought that I would have to worry about this. Like, I'm waiting for, with the, with the officer, what was his name in South Carolina, the sergeant, whatever his name was. Pentland? Um, yeah, I'm waiting for his wife to get on there and talk about how their life was ruined by this. To which I will respond, good. You, you yak mouth bitch, Good. Like, you, you go into the chronicles of a failed attempt at Emmett Tilling, a black man in your neighborhood. You whack motherfuckers. <laughs> like, y'all need to get y'all shit together. Um, uh, note to uh, you allies out there. Uh, I also am not accepting allies anymore. <laughs> and, like, I, you want to know what I mean by that, right? So here's what I mean. Being an ally is not enough. It's not. Uh, allyship is trendy. Allies, allies abandon you when they think that, they're, that, they're, that we've achieved something. 
So when the small goal comes, all right, let, let me put it in the terms. Trans people fought super hard, super hard for marriage equality. Even though we aren't allowed mostly to partake in it. There's always problems when, when we do something. We stood in the we stood in the middle. We became accomplices. We weren't mm-hmm. allies. We were accomplices in that situation. Flash forward, we're being attacked in almost every southern state, and these allies took a break. Ally fatigue. I want to call it ally fatigue, but let's just call it what it actually is: the performance is over. They think that it was a curtain call and that the performance is over. I don't have to be part of that anymore. We go, we succeeded. We did something. No, 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 no. We don't get to like fucking rush the goalposts. Like we only got a yard. And I don't know anything about mm-hmm. football, so I don't really take this analogy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like we only got a yard. And last time I checked in um, the foosball, you had to get to the goalposts. Correct. So what happens in the ally situation is allies are like, yeah, we got, let's talk about um, Officer Potter. Yeah, she's in jail. We can all rest now. No, we can't. We can't because we know there's been an uptick in violence. We know there's been an uptick in um, instances of uh, cops just not giving a fuck about cameras or any of that other shit. About what they did to, um, what's his name, Lieutenant, um, you know the names. I don't know. There's too many. There's too many. Right. There's so many. I can't remember I feel names. bad about that. But the, there's the, too much shit happening all the right, time. Right. The military officer who was pulled over and maced because they said they couldn't see his license plate. That's a ticket situation. That's at a most. ticket. If it was that's a, a ticket situation in at uniform, most. nothing would have happened. Right. But it was a, a, a black Latino man in a uniform in a new vehicle. And immediately, instead of like walking up and having the conversation, well, I couldn't see your license plate. That's what you're being pulled over for. And here's how you can get that taken care of. And if it is a violation, here's your ticket. They immediately walked up to the car with the guns drawn. They were already aggressive. They were already hyped up. We're already fucking threats to them. And what we're getting is, oh, man, good. Good that that officer got fired. That's not enough. That's ally shit. We want accomplices. See it through to the end. Dedicate your life to it. And if you're not going to do that, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for your apologies. I don't have time for your fucking apologist allyship, which is also a part of what happens with these bullshit apologies. I'm so sorry, and I'm going to dedicate my life to making things better for this culture. Bullshit, because that's not what happened. Is it only jazz? You out here making declarations about, oh, uh, uh, we're all acting like fans now, and that you don't want to collab with us anymore and you took mm-hmm. down your BLM organizer um uh, well BLM sticker and uh, your 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 allyship is conditional that's my problem with mm-hmm. allyship allyship is conditional you want to see how conditional it is call one of your allies and I'm saying this to everybody in the airwaves call one of your allies out for some bullshit next time call them out for some shit that they've done right in front of everybody and see how they respond to it see how they talk about what they've done for the movement see how they talk about the minute sacrifices that they made. I got up at 12 o'clock and I didn't have Starbucks to be here. And all that shit. Mm. And then, you know, watch how they throw their allyship in your face. Like, they are now infallible and they can't 
do racist things because they're your allies, what they believe. That's bullshit. If you're not actively working on um, anti-racist, anti-homophobic, anti-transphobic, anti-ableist, like anti like um, if you're not working on the antis, period. Mm-hmm. If you're not working on those on a daily basis, you're a problem. Period. It's toxic positivity, performative, liberal. I have a black friend. I have a gay friend. Right. Just like it, saying the stuff, just like knowing the slogans. And as much as for a lot of people. Right. And as much as people want to brand this as a, 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 a partisan problem, it's not. I get on Democrats is just as hard as I get mm. on Republicans. I, I, I really don't give a shit about libertarians because they just fence sitters to me. I don't have time for that shit. When people ask me what party I'm from, I'm not part of any party. I'm a human. I'm a mm. human who knows suffering. And until they make a party for that, I'm nothing. But at the end of the day, if as an ally, as a white ally, as a cis ally, as a heterosexual ally, like you should be working on not being racist. You should be working on not being homophobic. You should be working on not like bringing um, religious, um, your religious ideals down on other people. You should be working on that on a daily basis because in a country compromised on making you comfortable, it's too easy for you to slide back into those pools. So if you're not working on that on a daily basis, you are a performative ally and I don't have time for that shit. None of the movements have time for that shit. The culture doesn't have time for that shit. And if you've been watching YouTube and social media and Instagram and all the other shit, you'll hear thousands of other people say the same shit and instead of you calling us problematic or you saying that it's being dramatic or that you don't want to donate your time to someone who will call you out just don't be part of the movement just slide back into that box of racism and become and become the wrong side of history become the enemy because that's literally what it is you're the enemy now Mm -hmm. um p.s um tucker carlson i heard you running your fucking mouth and you brought up this whole thing about how we're trying to replace white people um we're trying to change the demographic um that is the most racist um historically idyllic uh bullshit conspiracy that i've ever heard and i would like to reintroduce myself my name is cameron ellen Jarrell, but please call me tranos or i'll slap you in your mouth i would like to put that branch back out there see if we can get this on baby if we get it popping hey i'm tired of you running your mouth i don't want to debate you sir it would be a, a waste of both of our time. You're not going to listen to anything I say, and you're going to use credentials to upend anything that I say. You're going to call me a brute. You're going to treat me like a brute. So let's just do it for charity, baby. Let's do it for charity. Tucker, I know you hear me, baby. Bitch. <laughs> like, like, I'm, you know, I'm so sick of this dude. Like He brought up this shit, and I know that's random, but I just had to put it out there because I'm feeling it this weekend. Tucker, Tucker, call me. Call me on my cell. Hit my people. We will get a budget rental car and meet you wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> Seriously, I would like to. Um, I would like to box Tucker Carlson because I'm tired of this fucking. The defamation uh league tried to get him fired again, and um, he doesn't even apologize for being racist. It's his he job. And, and you know what the thing that made me so upset about his little diatribe is that he brought up Martin Luther King. We done told you to stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop, like, abending Martin Luther King's ethics and his words to your problematic ideals. Nobody's trying to replace white people. It's so hard to re- replace white people. 
How? Every time we 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 get ahead or we start like unifying as a people, y'all create another uh, class of white people. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, all you Italians out there, you weren't black 120 years ago. I mean, you weren't white 120 years ago. All you Irish people out here, especially Irish people in Rochester, New York, the most racist white people in Rochester, New York. If you're Irish and a cop, you need to get right with your ancestors immediately. Yeah, your ancestors are just crying <laughs> their asses off, like looking down at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, you, were, you were not white. You weren't white until the late 1800s. Irish we people weren't white in Ireland. Right. Um, uh, Mr. Cruz. He's white. But how? Oh, because we create white people when the marginalized start to unify. That's what we do. We're like, oh, no. If we give scraps to this group of coons, they'll eventually separate themselves from the struggle and forget that at one point they were treated just as bad as the minorities that we're going to teach them to hate. Yeah, radio silence, you bitch ass. So, like I said, Tucker, call my people. We will skateboard, ride bikes, swim if we have to. For that ass, I really want to fight you. Because I, I think that's the only way now. You're not going to go to jail. You're not going to get fired for anything you say because Fox News keeps protecting you. This unapologetic, and I'm doing air quotes so hard, I know nobody out there can see me, but air quotes. They've already argued in court at least 15 times in the last 10 years that they're not a news source. They're not a viable news source. What they are is a propaganda machine, and what the propaganda machine is is about white supremacy. Are you cookie-cutter bitches look the same? Laura Ingram, I ain't forgot about you. I ain't far enough along in my transition yet to fight you. <laughs> but I want to. As soon as we get this new titties on on deck, and we get and we get me slimmed down a little bit, and I, I I lose the weight for your weight class, you next, bitch. Um, stop spewing your bullshit, you white people out there. Um, learn um how to apologize, please. You created the word apologize, so you should probably know how to do it by now. Um, oh, and instead of learning how to apologize, how about learning to be decent people? How about that? How's that sound? That sound great? I love it. I mean, it's been a, it's been about an hour now. I'm tired of jumping on your ass this week. <laughs> um, so with that being said, uh, B, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm going to have you on again because I love these conversations between us. And I think they should be on the air a lot more because we, we kind of just get together and just start spitting facts. Hardcore cypher. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, spitting facts, hardcore cypher. And, um... Welcome to Team Dead Inside. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Team Dead Inside. Um, and with that being said, this has been Tranos and the Lived Experience. I am your host, Cameron Allen Jarrell, also known as Tranos. And this is the show that's tired of accepting your bullshit apologies. Tucker Carlson, eat a dick. Spin that motherfucker's bow tie. Ha! <laughs> Take it easy, everyone.